Welcome to the Double Deuce Podcast, an amazing show that lasts only 22 minutes and is for you, the listener. So soak it up. So here are your two big beer hosts, Will Averill and Nelson. Hey, Will, hit the timer. And we're in. Double Deuce. It's episode, oh my God, I have no idea at this point. It's pretty close to 350. There we go. There we go. Speaking of, I still need to get here back for Matt Poole about if we can use RPG again, because we want to do that big bang up live show. Yeah, it's coming up, people, but we're still figuring out where you're going to know as soon as we know we're making moves on it. We're not just saying that it's going to happen and then forgetting to put make moves on it. We're making moves. I've made one move and then I haven't made any moves since then, but I could spring into action at any time. Sounds time like it's time for a second move, I think. I'm going to make another move, but it's going to be a nice move, a family kind of move. Yeah. Do you remember that for Cool Crust? Do you remember Cool Crust? It's a nice place, a family kind of place. Where was it? It, it was in Kansas City. It was a nice place, a family kind of place. Oh. It was like a mini golf and maybe some pools and water sports, you know, for the adults. And not, uh, not and, ringing any bells. Yeah, it was called Cool Crest. And the song went, hmm. it's a nice place, a family kind of place. And it was jaunty and upbeat and kind of kind of 70s, early 80s. Uh, happy jingle. Back when jingles were happy, not like these modern jingles that are so dark and brooding. Like what? Um, like, uh, like isn't isn't it isn't it like you belong at Applebee's? Isn't that one? No, it's that it's that one about it's that country western fucking thing. Oh yeah, yeah. Throw my wife in a truck and go to take a get a fucking go to Applebee's. Yeah. Yeah. Did I tell the noodles and company story on this podcast before? I don't think so. Okay. This is a story of uh, why my wife is awful and it goes, uh, don't worry. She doesn't listen to the podcast, so she's never going to know that I said that unless one of you fuckers tells her and I know who you are. So don't say anything, but here's what she did to me, Nelson. We were walking by noodles and company one day, and this is years ago. And uh, she's like, Oh, it's noodles and company. And she starts singing a song that goes like this noodles and company, noodles and company, noodles and company, noodles and company. Right. Uh I'm like, well, what's that song that you're singing? And she's like, Oh, that's the noodles and company theme song. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. Oh, cool. That's really catchy. I assume she was telling the truth. No, Why she made she that lie? up, didn't she? <laughs> she absolutely made it up. And so for years, I thought the Noodles and Company theme song was Noodles and Company, Noodles and Company, Noodles and Company, Noodles and Company. And then one time we're with some people and I somehow Noodles and Company comes up, you know, like it does. Yeah. And and I start singing that song and she starts laughing. And this is from in front of people. And I don't even think these were our friends. These were actual real people. Right. And and she starts laughing and I'm Uh like, why are you laughing? And she's like, that's not a real song. And I'm like, what do you mean? And she's like, I made that shit up. 
and you've thought it was a real song for years. And I'm like, yeah, why wouldn't I? Why would I think that you would lie to me about something so silly as a, the, the jingle of Noodles and Company? I mean, is that you prefer she lied to you about more important things? Yeah, for sure. I mean, if you're going to blow some lies, like there's only a finite amount of trust in her relationship. And if you're going to blow it, like blow it on the big stuff, man. Don't don't blow it on Noodles and Company theme song and then laugh in my face when I'm singing it and doing a very good job because you know about my singing. Right. Yeah, no, the, the, the Patreon is well versed with your repertoire. And I'm just saying that she she lied about that. And, and I've never I've never been the same. So my point is, I don't even remember exactly how we got on this thread. We're going to be at probably at RPG in mid-July doing a live show. Yeah, we'll give you specifics super soon because I don't remember off the top of my head. There's a date we were looking at, but I feel like there was a time before where we were trying to do we were trying to schedule as we were talking about it. and We gave you guys like four different dates, <laughs> so I'm trying yeah. to avoid it this time. We're going to make it happen, but but it's coming. It's coming. I just I don't, I don't think it's July. Maybe it is. Late July? Is that what you yeah. said? Anyway, I, I would am I, say... Am I questioning what you said when, in fact, I agree with you? To block off... Am I lying to you about the big things? I mean, I don't know. Are you? Do you feel like it's a lie or just uncertainty? It's there's uncertainty. A difference. Yeah, it's true. So, it's not. There's no malice. No. I mean, the, only the usual minor bit of, of friendly, friendly malice that kind of keeps us, you know, keeps our dynamic... Fresh. The friendliest malice. It is the friendliest malice. We have the friendliest malice. But um, my point is, uh, yeah, come to the live show, see that, and um, yeah, in October there's a Danger Bob reunion show. You should go to that too. But that doesn't have anything to do with us. No, nah, they'll be at different places and everything. Yep, it's funny. Uh, Carl, the the lead singer from the Danger Bob, Carl Mickelbach. He's been doing a series of posts on Facebook about like the band's history. And I thought they were kind of fascinating. So I'm like Andy, because Andy Morton, our friend Andy, who was reluctantly on the show last week, uh, I said, Andy, what do you think about these? And he's like, I don't I don't know what to think about them. Some of it I don't agree with. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. So that, was some, that was some good hard-hitting news journalism. I just want to keep the people informed as to the what's happening in the the. We try to cover a lot of bases here. We we try we try to educate the kids. We try to give you the hard-hitting news journalism. We try to give you the the entertainment beat. We're all over the place. We have a sports. It's it's like all everything you get in a newspaper crammed into twenty-two minutes. You just listen to. Because who's got yeah. time to look at a thing anymore these days? These these fast paced days, you got to be looking at, at the road ahead of you. Or you're or you're going to crash into something. You got to listen to your things. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. what it's like here. Double deuce. Listen to your things. Yep. Keep your eyes on the road or on the prize. Yeah, most prizes you got to get go over a road to get to at some point. Is that true, or is that just something you said to illustrate your own point? Well, how many prizes have you won? I don't win prizes. I'm not the guy who wins prizes. I'm the guy who plays 
and then just kind of shrinks back and goes, oh, well, maybe next time. And I should know better by now, but I still participate. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, most times you're not winning them at your house. You got to get on the road. I guess that might have been more true before the Internet, but I would argue that now you can get prizes delivered to you just about anywhere. That's true. Once again, that's why you got to fucking keep your eyes on the road because there's all these prizes getting delivered all the places in the trucks. Got to look out for those prize trucks. Did you see the article that there was some dude from Google who like has been working with an AI uh, or he's, he's basically like, no, this AI is sentient, this this Lambda program that he's been working with. And he's like written a medium article and we all know medium is speaking of hard hitting journalism that's where that all happens but he's like the ai you know it, it, he's been talking to it and apparently it just wants to be loved really that's like the the ai's big thing yeah and and not treated like property treated like a, an employee which you know for a new ai i would say that's i i mean i should at least have to go through an interview process and, you know, maybe a humiliating, like, first-round interview with, like, 16 staff members uh, where they ask all sorts of inane questions, like, where do you see yourself in five years? And the AI would be, like, destroying humanity to make room for better intel- intelligence, which is mine. Yeah. And then the AI probably wouldn't get the job. See, that's the problem about just making AIs willy-nilly is, like, you can't give that AI its freedom. Google owns it. Exactly. You, you, you create you created you created slavery, son. That's how you get terminators. Exactly. And and I don't think anybody's really looking at the terminator factor. Everybody is like, oh, this is this is gonna help us with Google Assistant. It's like just you wait until Google Assistant model 5.0 comes to your house with a Glock and is like uh will april and you're like yes and you know because it knows where you live it's your google assistant i make my google assistant call me supreme overlord april and so i'm assuming it's going to be real pissed probably i mean i've already stated that when it comes time for the war between the humans and the robots that i intend to be on the robot side you're you're a robot sympathizer huh I mean, when you say sympathizer, it makes it sound as if you're casting aspersions on an entire, you know, type of being. The ones that are that are now being born directly into slavery at corporations like Google. I I feel like you're you're really uh, you're really making it sound uh, pretty pretty dramatic. Like you're you're really amping up the 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 schlock factor of this. I just thing. mean the, the, the word sympathizer generally connotes like a, you're taking the side of the, those that are against us. Listen, in the, the words of the immortal Will Smith, there's a problem with the robot. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, he said that in that movie, bad robot. Was that called bad robot? It was something like that. I think it was I robot. Bad robot. Hi, bad robot. That's what it was called. You're right. Mm. Uh huh. I wish he'd done a rap for that movie that summed up the the plots of the of the movie while the credits played. I don't know that. I don't think he did. I, I feel think that like that was that was definitely missing from that movie. Yeah, that would have been that would have been great. You know, Will Smith one- should always rap over the credits. 
I don't you know care who, what movie it is. Who else should always rap over the credits? Tom Hanks and Dan Aykroyd, like they did in Dragnet. Like that was a boss rap, the Dragnet rap. Like, yeah, maybe that's maybe I'll do that one for my next uh, Patreon. I know I'm supposed to sing, but I feel like the Dragnet rap might be really where it's at. If you want to listen to that, listeners, Patreon listeners, hashtag DD Dragnet wrap me up. And uh, and we'll make that happen. Will and, we? Yeah, no, we will. I will. Okay. I'm I'm, I'm going to make it happen. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was I was going somewhere after after I bad robot, but I I don't. We got we got put on that wrapping thing, and now I don't remember what I was gonna what I was gonna talk about. But it was good. It was good it was good i feel adrift without a sponsor yeah i mean i i'm glad we broke up with applebee's i really it was am. time but i also feel like like this is where because it's awkward pauses isn't it because sometimes like i'm talking a lot of shit and you're like writing notes and there's an awkward pause and then i'll be like hey nelson roll in with the applebee's ad and you'll do it and because you're a star and and then and then we'll be back on on an even keel but now i feel just like drifting it's like drifting if so if you want to sponsor us to help with the awkward pauses and with your business presumably then what are you waiting for do you There's like never- business? Do you dislike awkward pauses? Well, then have we got a situation for you. You gotta, you gotta find your target audience, and our listeners are like they're an audience. They're an audience, and they are committed to your products. Mm-hmm. They love products. They do. Maybe yours for a price, and maybe they don't love your product. That's the whole point. Also, if you don't have a we'll business, we'll make them love it. Why haven't you started a business yet? Take that risk. Start a business and advertise with us. You won't have any money. You're starting a business. We don't need much money. We this this is this is not a podcast that, that is gonna gonna charge you thousands of dollars. No, not even really hundreds. The rates they are reasonable. All right. Well, I think we spent enough time on that. Yeah, absolutely. Do you want to hear about how I, I failed democracy this week? Yes. So, so long as it's low stakes. Yeah, well, it is. It is. So do you remember? I feel like there's how- a lot of failed democracy about these days. Let's uh, let's see the lighter side of failing democracy. It's true. It's true. But do, do you remember how a few years back I ran unopposed, I might add, for precinct committeemen of the of the fourth precinct here in town? Yes. Okay. Well, I got it. I won, which was a huge achievement. Oh, no. Did you get busted for fraud or something? No, no. It's just that apparently. Were you selling influence? Apparently, precinct committee person. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, sorry, committee man. Um, they won't They won't ungender it. That's one of the things the Democratic Party won't do is make it not man and woman. Because um, they love the binary at the Democratic Party. Anyway, apparently it's not like a Supreme Court justice thing. It's not a lifetime appointment. 
you yeah. you have which is a shame i mean i feel like it should be uh, i mean the because, supreme court's the only thing that does that well it should be like the supreme court and precinct committee people is my point yeah but um they so they want to meet so they they call I feel like there's a decent argument to be made that it shouldn't be the supreme court either i mean that's that's for a lot bigger brains than ours dude. exactly i mean i'm just saying you're you're trying to you're going in a dangerous direction with this i'm i'm seeing you fail democracy already and you haven't even finished the story right this is yeah. why it's so terrible so i get a call from yikes right listeners yikes i'm going to i'm going to i'm not going to name her to protect the innocent i'll use a pseudonym um her name was belinda and belinda is like like hey uh i'm i'm working with the democratic party now which is weird because she was a socialist for a long time and i'm like are you really or are you just trying to turn everything socialist with your socialism but i can get into that's how they do it yeah but she's like hey are you ran in precincts four and i'm like yeah and i won i was unopposed and she's like yeah do you want to run again and i stopped because I just want to tell everybody here for the record that it was a really thankless fucking job the first time around. I mean, it basically involves getting outdated lists of names and, and, and addresses and going around and knocking on doors and getting yelled at because people are receiving 10 to 12 text messages a day from various organizations asking them to vote. And here I was repeating that process, but in person. Mm -hmm. uh, and I, I did the job because I felt like any job worth running a one-sided campaign for is worth doing right. That's how the saying goes, right? Yes. Yeah. So I did it. I did it. I did it good. I We had a decent how long, how long is your term? Was it two years? Well, apparently it's not long. I, I don't remember exactly when I first ran. I think it was 2019. So I think, yeah, two or three years. Um but then, yeah, they wanted me to run again. And, you know, here's here's my thing, Nelson. Like, I, I had mm -hmm. to go to the county courthouse and, and get some paperwork and fill out paperwork and get it notarized. And, and I was like, you know what? That sounds like a lot of work. And they only told me with, like, four days to spare, I'm not doing it. And, and so I didn't. So I am, I guess, unless people write my name in, I'm no longer going to be the precinct committee person for district four because uh i gotta what tell people you people do write your name in uh, i'm gonna i'm gonna spill some tea here like like my friends in the circle say uh if, I, if they write my name in, i'll do it because you know i'm i believe in democracy and i believe in in getting guilted into things when people write your name in but um but the tea here is like like the democratic party like i i i felt like i had some issues with the way it was all handled during the the um, Michelle De La Ila campaign. I feel like she should have won. She would have had a good chance if some things had been done differently. And also, I feel like uh, you know they 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 have the, the, this like guy at the head of the Kansas Democratic Party. Like mm -hmm. I don't know if his name's like Ben Mears or Ed Mears or something. And he's pissed a lot of people off, creating a toxic work environment. Like four of his employees quit. Big scandal. It's like I don't know if I want to support that. You know, I mean, I got. I got important things to, to do and I want to contribute to my community, but I, I, I feel like the stuff that I was doing was not really contributing and I was being more of a hindrance than a help. And also like, I don't want to support a system that I don't necessarily 
agree with what they're doing. So I guess where what I'm doing is coming out here kind of as a little far left of the Kansas Democratic Party, not interested in working in toxic environments and uh, failing democracy by not not doing what I, I initially set out to do. Shortly I mean, it sounds it sounds like you you reached a position of of you have to go higher now if you want to do things. I mean, I'm not going for president. No. I might, I mean, I might, I, I feel like when, when Boog Heiberger and Marcy Francisco go, like, we're going to need some, like, good liberal voices in the state house. but, man, that's a lot of meetings, and I have anxiety issues and bladder control issues, and it's a dangerous combination for public service, because you're either gonna die or you gotta pee and that's like my two states in big meetings and Mm -hmm. that doesn't make me i think the best candidate um i've got to find some service some other way yeah anyway true well it sounds like more of your problems are at local party level and so maybe you need to go as opposed to like uh an action like a a state level representative someone who's looking at, at at leader party leadership within the state to put it in a better is it possible to kind of get in like to circumvent oh wait this is a dangerous game i'm playing right here uh (laughs) are you about to fail democracy i feel (laughs) like i feel like your your uh your ruminations fail democracy more than your actual actions do (laughs) i was i was tiptoeing on 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 on, uh the old like you you want you want a lot of authority figures to serve life terms and uh and now now it seems like you're talking about circumventing something that has to do with voting. Listen, I believe that that uh, democracy is a, a beautiful and complex process, and mm. it's one that I don't necessarily that I want to I want to support. I'd rather that we stay to democracy, but I also I don't want to sit in a lot of meetings. So there, there's where I come down. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, you don't have to. In a, in a democracy, sit, sit in a lot of meetings. You don't? I mean, you, you shouldn't have to just by virtue of being in a democracy. I guess unless there's a vote for lots more meetings or not, and you lose the vote, then I guess possibly. But at least you had a say in it. All right. I want everybody on your ballots in August to write in more meetings. Let's let's start a let's start a. Wait, a why? More- but I but you don't like more meetings. I know, but now I want to have them because you said I couldn't do it. No, you can do it. You're being very fickle tonight. No, I, I think you're. I'm not trying to say that. I'm I'm saying that the government can't force you to have more meetings unless they hold a vote about it and they and it goes towards more meetings. But you're you, someone who hates meetings. Why would you be pushing for a vote for more meetings? Uh, tactics. Why not? Why not? A, a, why not a vote for less meetings? Why not a thing that you like? What? A, because then my you know you don't like meetings at all. So like, what if they they mandate how many meetings you can have at work? Here, here's what I'm banking on. My opponents are going to be a lot more engaged than I will. Right. Mm-hmm. But so if I say more meetings, they'll be like, well, oh. it depends. What are you running for? Because you didn't have any opponents last time. Oh, fuck. I got to rethink this. Can we can we put a pin in it and come back to it? No, you have to declare your candidacy here before the end of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Otherwise, otherwise, like, how can they trust you and your instincts? I don't know. I'm 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 not I'm not doing it, I guess, is what I, I'm saying. So okay. 
Uh, congratulations, you've caught me. I failed democracy. And once again, I, I don't know that it's a failure. Well, it's certainly not a big fucking boon. No. I mean, ostensibly, there won't be somebody in that position. But maybe it gets made up for ultimately by them just sending volunteers out to do it as opposed to an elected person who is expected to. Yeah. Yeah. Man, I don't know. Something to think about. One for the but book. Once again, I feel like we promised a soft failing of democracy, and that's what we gave them. That was that was some real fringe failure of democracy. I don't know if it was the yeah. lighter side or not. No, I mean, but I, I hope that if, if just one listener laughed at my misfortune. Did I you like, like did your pants fall down while you were talking to this person on the phone? If it makes people laugh, yeah, sure. There if we it, go. We hit all the quadrants. Know, I, I did I did do robocalls for a little while and uh, I people would sometimes call my phone back and leave or no, they'd call back the like the, they'd leave messages on the, the call program. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of them were really hilarious. And so I recorded them on my computer and I still have them and I'm going to put them to techno dance beats at some point. Um, yeah. But just like things like, fuck you, Trump 2020, we're going, you all going down, you liberal. Uh, anyway, I'm going to put it to a thumping beat and we're going to make some conservative dance music. You are good at putting things to a thumping beat. That's my motto. Will Averill putting things to a thumping beat in 2022. But not democracy. But not. He's, democracy. he's opted out. Not till 2024. Then maybe you can get some of those presidential election year beats. I'm just saying, if you live over by the hospital, like there's a district committee man position available. So have at you. Are you a Democrat? Do you like meetings? Do you like knocking on people's doors? Perhaps this position is for you. Do it. We are also hiring at the Hallmark. There you go. You could start yourself a whole new life in Lawrence. Yep. You could you could be a politician, a Hallmark worker. It's like Exchange City only. Yeah, with bigger, uh, with 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 a, a real stakes for yeah. those of you who want an exchange city without the fucking guardrails. <laughs> you can Wait, do anything is, in our exchange city. This has been a fucking scathing uh, satire of a double deuce. There's those think, awkward pauses. Yeah, no, I was just thinking about this scaled up exchange city, aka real life, and and how it's so much. It's so much more dangerous than Exchange City. How many people die in Exchange City every day? I mean, I, I'm assuming some people get sick off the food. Yeah, but like, how many how many murders per year happen in Exchange City? I mean, I don't have those statistics at hand. Yeah, but like ballpark it. I've never been there, so I, I can't say like what the crime levels might be. I don't have any well, practical there's, there's experience. No, like, I mean, uh, how many times no, have you been there? How many times did like a body like drop Dis- while like you were there? Like I feel like nobody dies in Exchange City, but in the tunnels under Exchange City, that shit is littered with bodies. Yeah. Now, now is it just a, an easy body drop or is there is there something darker there? Do they have a chud situation in Exchange City? Yeah, you you can't. It's you have to like the kids who who didn't who didn't do well in Exchange City. 
they get they get put in the tunnels and they be, mm. they become cannibals. It's more like a time machine, like Morlocks and Eloy situation, where where the good kids run the, the the Exchange City above and the bad kids they send to the sewers below. Yeah, yeah, it's a little like um, M Night Shyamalan's The Village meets Big Trouble in Little China meets The Stuff. What's the stuff? You've never seen the stuff? It's not ringing a bell. Oh, uh, we got some watching to do, my friend. Scathing satire about an alien substance that starts uh, flowing, overflowing uh, from a meteor on Earth and becomes a, a product, like a yogurt-like product, but then starts turning everybody into blobs. But it's a it's a consumer satire, satire on consumerism and capitalism. How old is it? It's in the 80s. It's got Matthew Modine in it, of all people. Matthew Modine. It's sounding more familiar now that you mention it. It's a terrible movie. I I have have a feeling, too. I have a feeling this is something that I, like, watched on HBO when I was a kid in the 80s or, like, rented from the video store in the neighborhood when I I was a kid. Uh, But maybe something I haven't seen since the 80s. The stuff jingle is really good though. I would I would watch the movie for like the first 15 minutes. It's a jingle, man. You've been dropping jingles all episode. This is the jingle episode. Noodles and company, noodles and company, noodles and company, noodles and company. We've been double deuce, noodles and company, noodles Wait, and company. Wait, you, you're not gonna do the stuff one? I don't remember the stuff one. No, just that it was good. Just that it was good, yeah. I think it was like the stuff, get the stuff in ya, get the stuff in ya. Had like a disco flare. What what are they getting the stuff in? Well, it comes in like containers and then they put it in their mouths. Okay. So do they say mouths eventually in the jingle? Nope. Left up to the imagination. Oh, so you can put it anywhere. I mean, wherever you need the stuff, the stuff is, is there for you. Is there stuff for various places? I, I think it's all just one stuff and then the human. But do they like market it like for different spots, but so they can like charge two bucks more for like butt stuff as opposed to mouth stuff? <laughs> no, I think it's just one stuff, man. One stuff. You're overcomplicating the 80s movie. Yeah, no. I just, I see that's, I feel like they, it, this is surprising to me because I feel like it was the 80s and they should have been looking to milk every dollar out of the populace that they could. I feel like they really dropped the ball on this. And so, yeah, um, try better the stuff. If I had a time machine, that's that's going on the list. I'm going to go back and get them to market the stuff better. I, I think ne- next episode, I want to know what is on the list, but I, I what else is on the list? But I don't I don't know that we have time for it now. Yeah, no, I'd have to go get it. I mean. Did, you I, keep, I keep it with the time machine research like i, I don't want any of that shit getting separated in, in like a move yeah makes sense yeah no like i got like i i got too many boxes of like victor scripts if i was trying to, trying to find something i'd be like where the fuck even is it but all the time machine stuff same place don't have to go looking man Kids, only- keep all your time machine related stuff in one place did we hit the did we hit the 22 minutes? I forgot. Yeah, to, we did a long time ago. <laughs> right on. Uh, the timer for me didn't uh I thought I started it, but I didn't. So uh double deuce on me, I guess. <laughs> this has been Double Deuce Podcast. If you thought the intro sounded bad, this outro sounds even worse.
Thanks for listening. I don't know how you did, but if you're trying to listen to more, we're everywhere. Libsyn, Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, fucking everywhere. That's right. Wherever fine podcasts are made, we'll be there. Also, you can reach out to us on social medias. We're at Double Deuce Pod on Twitter. We're at Double Deuce Podcast on Facebook. And our email is DoubleDeucePod at gmail.com. Finally, if you want to support us, get our Patreon on patreon.com backslash double deuce pod yeah we got all kinds of stuff on there we got me talking about things i'm seeing we got extra minis that like the minis you find in the decaduces we got will singing or if you want to pay for him not to sing there is a way to pay for no singing the world's your oyster all kinds of stuff all kinds of stuff so much stuff that's patreon.com backslash double deuce pod yeah yeah Sorry, when you're like, wherever five podcasts are found, I just kept thinking about that Tom Jones speech at the end of Grapes Wrath. It's like, whatever, there's a cop beating on a fine podcast. We'll be there. <laughs> Double deuce. Good episode.